Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Guitar Nerds are teaming up with Music Nomad. Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers and touring techs in over 40 countries. Pro quality but affordable, Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound and play their best. Whether changing strings, setting up your guitar or de Detailing every inch of your gear, Music Nomad products are designed and engineered to be best in class. From top to bottom, each product is so well thought out and it's clear their passion for guitar care is unmatched. With over 75 industry-leading products, it's hard to talk about them all, but some of the favourites have 100% natural fretboard oil that cleans and conditions your fingerboard like no other. Their guitar tech tool sets can adjust just about everything on a guitar, string-changing tools that make changing strings a breeze and actually fun. And last but not least, they demystified the guitar setup process by developing their new innovative Keep It Simple Setup, aka KISS for guitar setups. Make sure you check out what all the buzz is around Music Nomad as they are truly redefining and raising the bar in equipment care. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com or follow them on social media at Music Nomad Care. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Naomi McLeod. Hello. And Jake Ross. Oh, it feels like only yesterday I was having this exact conversation with you. <laughs> well, you were, yes. We did it's say like, cause it was. Uh, it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, we didn't say on the on the main episode. We only said on the Patreon from last oh, week. Oh, yes, sorry. We, yeah, so you've, given you've, the, you've given people a peek behind the curtains. I'm giving the the common people a uh, peek the, behind the curtains, the as opposed to the, the uncommon people. Exactly. Ah, oh, wonderful patrons. But yes, no, we're we're uh, we we recorded this the day after. Uh, the last week's episode, dear listener. So we're in the past for you as you're hearing this because I'm going on tour. I've got a nine-day stint up and down the UK and uh, poor planning on my part meant that you know, I just needed to get a second episode in the bag this week. So that I, think that's what, I think that's what a lot of podcasts do. They record like, you know, they make it bulk seem record. like it's all... Yeah, they bulk record, you know. Yeah. And, uh, whereas, I think it's called batch recording, isn't it? 
batch recording. Oh, okay. yeah. Whereas, you know, we're, we're, really we're clinical. a really important part of our uh, podcast is, you know, being right up to the minute, really having our finger, finger on, the, on pulse the pulse with the, exactly, exactly with, uh, with, with the, the breaking news of the world. So, mm. exactly. So that's why yeah. we're only like, you know, three days late as opposed to, uh, oh. as opposed to a week, but. I think yeah. I think it's pretty good, Joe. I think you're I think you're touring from the future. You're podcasting Thanks. from the past, and you're living in the present. Oh my Wait, goodness it, me! Yeah, exactly. So what day? Wh- when is this? What date is this podcast going to come out? Well, this podcast comes out for the commoners on uh, yeah. Wednesdays, <laughs> the twenty so, seventh. So that is yeah. Is that the twenty seventh? Is that what twenty seventh? So where where are you on the twenty seventh? Uh, that is the question. It's where yeah? Where are question. you playing on the twenty seventh? Uh, let's see Instagram. It's okay. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't have. I've got so many tabs open right now, and all my tabs are like importantly loaded up with information for this podcast. So I, you, you threw me off guard. Then twenty seventh, did you say? Oh, I'll be in Cardiff at Tiny Rebel. What a, a lovely little venue in in Cardiff, which we mentioned briefly again on last week's patreon episode oh i'll be having a great time who knows dear listener as you're listening to this just imagine how completely mashed i am at this point in time exactly exactly that was that was what i was thinking i you know and <laughs> if you if you aren't lucky enough to live in cardiff and get to the show then you know just make sure you i don't know listen to a bit of catatonia or something just to just to get in the get in get like you know to, to feel close to joe branton i mean i assume Karis matthews is a big uh polymath fan I would um, one, one so would assume. Yes, I suspect. Exactly. I suspect if she's not there, then you know it will be because she's got something else more important on. But um, you know, I think I think that the the listeners should you know get into it. Some great yeah. songs actually. Catatonia. What was that first record called? Oh. That was good. I have no idea. I never got uh, into Catatonia. International Velvet. Oh, it wasn't the first record. International Velvet was the record that I was thinking of. That's had loads of bangers on it. Mulder and Scully. What a great song that is. That was a banger. Ah, oh, sure. such a good song. Um, what else was on there? Road Rage. That was on there as well. God, oh, I know that one. Song. I know that one. Oh, yeah. M- Mulder and Scully and Road Rage were two enormous bangers. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, so I reckon, Joe, that's what you should be doing is you just, you know, as you you hit the city limits of Cardiff driving in, just put on uh-huh. Mulder and Scarlet. Maybe wait until you get to the venue before you put on Road Rage. I don't want it to influence the driving. But, Can I have um, any Tom Jones? I don't know. Is he from Cardiff? Oh, I don't know. He's, I don't think he's from Cardiff. But, you know, okay, well, the right- then no. No, no I, don't, I don't think I, he can. It's got to no. be city specific. I understand. I okay, think so. No, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, well, he's, from, uh, he's from he's uh, from Pontypridd, right? Um, right. So no, I don't think you can. I actually, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I did look up bands from Cardiff, although I made it sound like <laughs> I just happened to know the Catatonia were from Cardiff. <laughs> okay, um, I, I mean, it also lists Skindred, which I'm sure is, you know, that doesn't. We know that Mikey Demas lives in hove so you know <laughs> yeah but there we go but there we go no, but no, no so there we go. go very exciting joe i'm, ve- I'm very excited yes. for you to be a, you know away. more than yeah. 10 miles away from me um, there you go yeah be, well you know I, I, it'll be a weight off my shoulders i feel oh that's yes that's good i'm giving you a, a, a week's uh, a week's break but it was great you know i was restringing my my base this morning but you know i'm gonna take i mentioned it you know last week on the patreon but i'm taking my uh lacquer finish uh 60s 
It's so it's the Mexican Fender Jazz Bass. They did their '60s Jazz Bass. Oh, yeah. They did it as a lacquer finish for as a limited edition thing mm-hmm. about who knows about ten years ago, I reckon. So I've I've got that fitted with EMGs and a an Omega high mass bridge, uh, and then I just have the uh, the I've changed it from taut to a black scratch. Um, the sunburst is very worn down now from me throwing it around, and I've got the the old p- the ashtray cover over the uh, the middle pickup. Um, but yes, I'm I'm well, looking forward to playing that guitar. Uh, no, it just it looks good. It looks, and to be honest, it's because I have to um, I have to like tremolo pick a song, and I'm I'm just I'm terrible with a plectrum. And uh, having really, really, I thought you were I thought you were I thought you were a fan of picks. Oh, I am a fan, absolutely. And, you know, I collect ludicrously expensive ones. I have a cup. Well, exactly. A cup of Flectrums right next to me as I speak. In fact, I'm twiddling oh, around some, with a... pick ASMR there. there give us another, give was... us another rattle of the pick cup. Here you are, some pick ASMR. There you go. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm filling nice. around with a chicken pick at the moment. That's very good. Although I do feel they add a little bit too much attack on, on base. But, anyway, love okay. Flectrums, okay. just not very... Not very good with them. So I need that ashtray in the middle, which means I can pick right up at the neck where I find it a bit more comfortable. A mutual friend of Naomi and mine, Joe Thorpe, also excellent bass player, this fantastic mm-hmm. plectrum bassist. And uh, I, when I was on tour with his old band Body Hound last year or whenever, probably two years ago now for, for I can remember, um, I was trying to get... I was trying to get plectrum lessons from him and he was teaching me how to sort of pick at the bridge and it's just just not for me I can't I can't I can't get it so uh so yeah so that the you just hit it really hard that's that's what you do yeah 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 I know know, yeah incidentally Jay he is a player who is he's, he's one of those players who is particularly uh consistent in his in his pick technique and I can see mm. Joe why you would have well obviously because you both have the same name but beyond that I can see why you would have picked him for lessons. God, yeah. it's just pick puns everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell the actual story, but yeah, um, I think you, I think I think players with really consistent pe- pick technique are um, are vastly underrated. It's something I'm really having to work on in my technique. I've always oh, really? played with a pick, but I feel like consistency is my my big goal at the minute. I think I feel like I grew up grew up on bass thinking that plectrum players were bad bassists. Like those were the bassists who were guitarists. Failed in. guitar players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's like that's me. what it proudly. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But that's what it, I always thought of, which is why I always wanted to use finger style. Like wrongly, mm-hmm. I thought this, but you know, it it made me be like, no, if I want to be a proper bassist, I have to play finger style, which just meant I never ever developed. Um, plectrum, you know, plectrum play, which is ridiculous because, sure. of course, I grew up in the same sort of bands that Jay did, like playing mm. punk stuff. And it's, uh, you know, that's you. I a lot of my favorite bass tones are the sort of the clangy, mm. brash, you know, slightly driven plectrum tone, plectrums with a P bass, you know, that you get on a lot of. Uh, on a lot of sort of US you're, you're, talk, you're talking about Matt Freeman aren't you basically let's just you're talking about Matt Freeman I actually no because I find like Matt Freeman plays some great lines but I think tonally I don't like him he's he's a soft touch he plays very very lightly and right, right. up at the neck and actually I like a lot of his recorded tones are a jazz bass as well but he he for me has always really? been a, I didn't yeah, know that yeah he's got like a couple of a, a couple of 
really great jazz basses that he that he uses on it. I I learned that from an interview he did with Fender actually about the super basements some time ago. Oh right, but, okay. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, well, his his lines are incredible. Like tonally, I don't know. I think um, I think of bands like Savages. Uh, I think for me, like that band has always had like the. Yeah, the, I think I've probably spoken about this on a on a bass guitar nerds episode maybe before, but but savages have have mm, an incredible mm-hmm. bass tone. Um, you know that that's really cool. And and you know if if we're gonna like those those bass tones that that you cut your teeth on, it was that it was you know it was Mark Hoppus playing chords on a bass. You know, there's that sort of oh for sure. Yeah, he was a huge one of, for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we, you know, we, me and Jay were talking before about like because I, I restrung, uh, restrung my bass, um, and I use power <laughs> yes. power slinkies, Ernie Ball power slinkies, which of course list Blink One Eighty Two on the on the back. And we were talking about sort of what a um, what a rock and roll company kind of Ernie Ball were, and how great they were at getting mm-hmm. people who were into sort of punk and things like that involved, as opposed to Elixir and Dario, or maybe you know. Aimed their marketing and stuff at, at a more technical player. Um, I love the rough and readiness of Ernie Ball strings, which is you know why I sort of continue to continue to play them. You played Dario, don't you, Naomi? I play a mix. Yeah, I am a fan of Dario's. I'd been using are they called half rounds? You know, you're in oh, the yeah. industry when you know the product code better than the names <laughs> of the strings. E- EX, EXL 120s or something. E- ENORs. 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 Oh, so, I, I, I mean, I said that. EXL 120, I'm fairly sure is 9 to 42. So, you know, I should have, uh, yeah, I, I was just trying to sound smart, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I jump around. I'm a huge fan of Dior historically. I've used Ernie Ball and actually Paris Linkies are my choice with Ernie Ball. Mm. Um, I, th- Yeah, I think for rounds Dior, I just seem to go back to them like a really attractive ex. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Dior Black Beauties were my were my choice for, for many, many years. And then I discovered flats and, and the rest, as they say, was history for a long time. Uh, but now that I'm back in, in round land, um, yeah, Dior Black Beauties, when I can get them. They're not the easiest strings to get in, in the UK or into the UK. Right. Um, I think they are a little more prevalent over in the States, where they are from. But um, Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, to answer your slinky question and Daydario specifically, the half rounds by Daydario, um, I'm just really happy that they make... That they make uh, I mean, obviously they do. They're one of the biggest names in in the industry, but they they do cover all bases really with their with their string types. And I'm glad that there are such kind of well priced half rounds on the market. I, I don't like really know what half rounds are, honestly. Right. So the wrap around. I'm I am going definitely to annoy some either string makers or string purists with what I'm about to say. But the They don't, they don't listen to this, don't worry. I, oh, yeah, okay. I don't think any purists listen no. to us. <laughs> okay, right. So you know the way um you know the way you know the way the core of all strings is actually spaghetti. It's just like um it, it it's just actually spaghetti like we eat. That's actually what the, the core of all <laughs> all guitar and bass strings are made from. But then around what? that around, <laughs> around that is <laughs> I was just running with what you okay. just said. <laughs> No, it's fine. It's it's. I appreciate the the pity laugh. No, it was, I, I, it was an I, absolute no. dad joke. Was what I, I was actually, making. I, I was like, wait, is it? Wait, what is in the? Is it? Is no. it using that as a way to describe what's actually in there? I was so, like, hang on, right? Usually, no. Just I was going. I was going full dad joke. I do apologize. <laughs> so you've got the core, um, which is quite literally the core of the string, and then the wrap, which gives us as round wound players the texture, and it is um, another string component that wraps tightly around the core. So in a round wound string, if I'm remembering this correctly, the wrap is cylindrical. So if you were to do a cross section of the wrap, it would be a circle. Whereas with flat wound strings, the wrap is, um, it's not cylindrical. So it's it's flat outside and flat inside, which is why the tone is so different Mm -hmm. and why you lose so much of those highs because there's less friction. Whereas a round wound string, if you were to look at a cross section of the wrap, it's like a half circle. So it's flat outside, but round inside on the bit that touches the core, if that makes sense. Oh, right. Okay. So so to you as a player, ignoring how it kind of, how it kind of sounds, but it mm -hmm. feels like a flat wound string. Correct. Yeah. But the inside is as if it were a round in huh. terms of in okay. terms of how it interacts with the core, I think that is I'm ninety five percent sure that that is uh, the a, a decent definition of a of a half round. There's also ground wound, which is which is essentially the same, but there's a slight nuance as well. But with ground wound and half round, if I'm remembering correctly, they are flat to the touch, but uh, are like round wounds inside at the core. So it's 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 quite a cool compromise if you want to not have the fully fully dead tone of flats. Um, if you like to have a little bit of liveliness there, uh, but not quite with the with the character of rounds. Hmm. Interesting. No, I didn't. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So there. I mean, I liked them. For example, on like function gigs, where I was doing maybe some slightly more aggro tunes, and then. Uh, no, I mean aggro at someone's wedding. Mr. Bright, like, you mean Mr. Brightside? I, I do mean Mr. Brightside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I have to say, I went to a wedding this weekend, and uh, when they played Mr. Brightside, it was like one of the best moments of the year so far. Well, that, yeah, like, that's, it was. That's, it was. It was amazing. I like it was so good. We love to hate it, but then you know you can you can go on about you know oh god yeah it's such a such a bloody go-to cover song and then it's like if there was a camera on you the camera would or the the shot would cut to you at said wedding with a tie around your forehead just like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. screaming <laughs> coming out of my cage and I've been feeling just fine at the absolute top of your voice while your partner runs away in mortification I cannot believe that my tie stayed around my neck the entire the entire <laughs> evening i mean you know this was like a punk wedding so oh sure pe- people were there in like you know trainers and jogging bottoms and stuff nice, like that but i nice. yeah I, I mean i wore jeans but like yeah smart jeans you know but i sure. wore a shirt and uh shirt and tie but like and you wore a denim jacket yeah and a shirt i didn't wear the denim jacket indoors <laughs> did i you know but um, it's, it gets cold outside, Joe. Is that or a leather jacket? I mean, I don't, you know, yeah. maybe I should have worn the leather jacket. Um, but the, um, yeah, when they play Mr. Brightside, it's just like, oh, man, yeah, being with your mates is wicked. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. But, yes, anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Naomi. No, no, I, I interrupt myself constantly. It's uh, it's fine. Um I, I, yes. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'd reached the end. I think, anyway, yes, I think yeah. I've, I've, I've stunned, I've Don't stunned worry. myself into silence I'll, uh, now. I'll, I'll definitely segue out of this. So, like last uh, last week when uh, when I was doing the Ashdown event up in London, we spoke about this loads on last week's podcast. So I, I won't bore you with it too much, dear listener. But Matt brought me up a gift. He brought me up the Waza. The bass Wazacraft headphones. Ooh. So I've been having a, I've been able to sort of like practice uh, my tour set with those over the last few days. And I, I, you know, I thought they were fine, but like not for me. I think that's what I've said the whole thing. Like, you know, about Wazza uh, headphones. I mean, like these, these, this idea isn't for me. I want to make noise in a room. Mm-hmm. But actually sitting down with these, the, the Wazza bass headphones. Yeah, and, and this isn't something that's specific to the Wazza bass. Obviously, like, you know, this is, I, I'm now saying this is the same for the guitar set. Fantastic. What a great option. I did think the, the gyro thing was going to be a bit of a gimmick. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really care about, like, setting... You know, d- dear listener, if you're not familiar, that's the idea of you can set the amplifier in the room. So when you move your head from side to side, you might get, you know, that stays fixed. So the focus moves around where the where the sound is hitting so i don't care about that like if i'm wearing headphones i probably just want to hear it all the time rather than have to sit in a specific position i'm not sure entirely what the yeah having an imaginary amp in the room i'm not sure what the benefit is there but i actually thought it's i thought i thought they sounded really good i mean when i i borrowed so funnily enough i when they first came out i was in the midst of uh learning a bunch of um green day songs for a cover set that we were doing Uh and um we were uh so matty lent me them to to give them a go and i mean i turned the gyro thing off immediately because i found it a bit too distracting i thought the technology was really very impressive um i thought the the fact that you're kind of it's a mixture of ar 
and um you know guitar technology in a way that i don't think really has been utilized on in that in that scale before i mean i guess to a degree you can think about you could consider uh like virtual mic placements on kemper and stuff um, as kind of a bit of ar because that's it's not maybe not ar this that's that's incorrect but that's, with this, that's it really... just understanding what the eq implications are of having sure a mic but that's in a sense, of course it? yeah and that's essentially what's going on with the wazza headphones as well is that i guess, so, know, I guess they, so, yeah. they set it in a one position and then your gyroscope you move around and i thought it was very impressive i i, I really did but i it made me feel a bit seasick i mean i i, I get like ironically i'm fine when i'm on a boat but like when i play videos and video games and stuff i i can't even play tony hawks without like getting a bit <laughs> like oh god this is this is moving around a bit too much for me to be honest with you um and that's kind of how i felt like because i like move my head around a lot when i play bass uh, or you know whenever uh just when i'm walking around actually and uh it made me feel a little bit a little bit seasick but like actually i thought the the sound of the um the amp when you just keep it next you know you don't have it in the virtual room you just have it in the room i thought it sounded really good i thought it was a a really nice bit of innovation and having that little bit of space did make it feel a bit more like um uh it was it was doing something different i thought yeah absolutely i thought i thought tonal clarity and and like detail of sound was incredible and that's what i realized i loved i'm like wow as much as I love playing things in a real room, certainly, you know, and I think this is even more when it comes to bass, but that my bass amp is, is going to sound weird in, you know, my little office when it's sort of the amps facing against the wall and I'm not really able to dime it too much. Like I can't, I can't really get the most out of it. And, you know, sometimes you, you get sort of weird bass frequencies that don't really allow you to hear things exactly as you want to or exactly as you know you'll have them when you're playing a gig and stuff you know you can't really dial in that dream tone quite as well in in your in your room as opposed to at a practice or at a gig and uh, and that that's, was what i found with the sorry go on no well that that's what i was going to ask you was the the how does the experience differ with dialing in a tone uh compared to you know everything that you've been uh, or, or both of you have been so used to for years, you know, of of, um, of like how plug and play is it? Uh, did it take both of you respectively like quite a while to kind of dial in something that you liked the sound of? Um, isn't there like five five amp types and thirty presets? Something like that, five six amps, something like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the great thing about Boss is that they they tend to nail basic presets. Um, like, you know, if you, if you compare this to line six, if you, you know, if you, if you want to load up, I can't remember who I was talking to this about, maybe, maybe Dan Pilver from, from Isotope, but it is, it's like, a you know, you, you dial up a, an AC 30 on a Helix. And if you use the presets that line six have actually popped on that thing, it sounds like a, a Marshall stack or, you know, like a diesel amp, but like, it's, it's weird. All the presets are super high gain and you have to be like, Oh no, I'll dial all this back. And then it sounds like a Vox. Whereas on the bus stuff, the presets tend to be quite 
straight up, quite down the middle, quite good bases for you then to be able to expand and change things on. So it's obviously they keep it super simple. Um, the 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 annoying thing with boss, I guess, unlike line six, line six are, are great at naming things, so I know what I'm using. You know, like we can't call this exact. We can't call this an an orange th30 but it's a mandarin 30 you know like so you know you know what you're actually using but the the boss amps whilst they are all kind of loosely based on on existing amplifiers there will be the flat the super flat the modern the vintage you know etc they name them things like that so I have no real idea. But then I guess in, in many ways that takes you away from the uh, the sort of imagined, that sort of, you know, badge fever where, you you know, because it says Gibson on the headstock, you think that's a, a good thing. You know, it, you just you just judge it for the, 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 the sonic attributes of, of that particular preset, which I guess is, is a good thing. But, you know, all in all, I thought it was really good. I think the whole thing with the... You know, they have like the room ambience, which is essentially they're putting reverb on stuff. Yeah. Um, g- great for guitar, really good. For bass, super weird. Super <laughs> weird. Having like buckets of reverb as the natural sound. I found myself being like, can I just turn off the room and actually get that tight bass tone? It was fun. Like, it's nice playing bass with reverb on. You feel like a proper jazzer. You know, it just makes you want to do everything above the 12th fret. But when I actually want to play something properly, you want to shut that down so that things sound tight and defined. Everything's so loose with the room ambiences. It, just a, it, it sort of sits at a juxtaposition to what bass does as a job role. Is 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 it an on-off or is there are there parameters to it, the room function? There's just... There's just a ma- there's like an amount which I oh, guess okay. is sort of you know making the room bigger. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know you can you can just you can control it off of your off of your phone sure. on the on the app. But you know all in all, I thought it was great. It was a really lovely tool that made me sound good just sitting around. I, I, I'm I feel you know turned around by it. I'm like this is actually a great product. I can see why. You know, I can see why it's pretty much all Mark Packham uses now. <laughs> Great, like, <laughs> but you know, it's it's sitting downstairs in my lounge, and like, you know, I've got like a base down there. And last night when we finished the podcast, I was sitting around making a little list of all the things I had to pack for tour. Popped on the headphones, and of course, because you can play it along with tracks, I was able to go onto the like our. Spotify uh, my, or whatever. Well, n- well, no, I was able to go on to our uh, even better. I went onto my band's like Dropbox oh, okay. of like new tracks that we're touring but haven't recorded properly, and I could play those in the headphones and play along to them, which was really handy. You know, I know it has loads of premium features, so you can play along to Spotify tracks and and all the rest. But from that perspective, I was like, oh, great, this is actually now a sort of a a touring practice tour. I'm, I'm tempt- I might take them on tour and just, you know, because some of those songs are super Mind new. Mind them up. <laughs> yes, that's that's my new rig. Think, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm going <laughs> to... Or maybe just, maybe take them and just, uh, like, you know, give them to one lucky person in the front row. <laughs> right, yeah. Split the signal yeah, and just get someone, someone can just isolate just you. Can can that one lucky person be me when you're playing in in Leeds in, well, so in a few you, days' time? Well, so you can turn them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sync them up to your own phone and and uh, listen to something else. Yeah, or just or just turn or just turn the room amount way up yeah. and absolutely lose myself in Joe's bass for the entirety of the set. Oh, dear. It'd be great. It is, it is. 
Oh, I can't, I can't wait. I'm very excited. But anyway, we, we should, uh, we should talk about some, uh, guitar stuff. So, you know, why not kick things off with one of the most ridiculous custom shops I've seen in ages? Uh, Fender announced today, which is last week for you, dear listener. So I don't know. I wonder how much sort of coverage this will get, how popular this will become. The limited edition custom shop violin master. Have you, have you guys seen this? It yeah, is. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. This is. This is is wonderfully, wonderfully ridiculous. So this is, dear listener, a a, uh, a Telecaster that has been... um, So it's it's Yuri Shishkov master built, and it is inspired and crafted as a tribute to the Gibson Huberman Stradivarius violin uh, built by Antonio Stradivari in 17... 13 and now owned by uh by joshua bell um i just think this whole thing is i was reading the story and i was like this is the most ridiculous thing the custom shop well no it's not the most ridiculous thing the custom shop has ever done but i was like this is really weird but it actually looks fantastic so you know before i tell you the story about this just looks wise i mean they've gone for that sort of that telecaster look but they've actually they've built it very specifically so they're using the same woods that would be used in that were used in the in the in the stradivarius violin um which is ridiculous yeah Uh, yeah you know it's it's a i also i have it in my head uh, because i remember matt talking about um stradivarius just talking about the violins um once upon a time Mm. and I, i i have a feeling that the 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 forest where in Italy, where the wood is from is like yeah. heavily, it's like really protected and it's really difficult to get wood from there. Um, because uh, apart from anything, they don't want people just buying up all of the woods just to make loads of essentially Stradivarius inspired violins. And so like yeah. that in yeah. itself, the fact that the wood comes from that particular place in Italy is like incredible because probably there's never been a guitar made from made from that wood, which is like pretty impressive. That's true, and this is super limited. There are like sixty pieces being made, so they've been very, right. very, oh, wow. you know, very, um, yeah. very cautious with what they've taken. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. from Italy's Fiemme Valley, so it's right, it's, okay. uh, it's these tellies are hollow flame maple, um, and yeah, carved spruce tops um, from the from the fiem valley and the, even the the f holes are proportionately scaled uh, to the <laughs> to the violins amazing imitating and violin style purfling um the neck's great as well bosnian flame maple neck um and i can't i'm i can't remember oh it's an ebony it's an ebony fingerboard medium jumbo frets of course and that's my problem that's where my problem comes in why isn't this fretless you want to make it oh, well, a, a, yeah. a Telecaster inspired, <laughs> inspired by a violin, make it fretless. All you've done is made it violin looking. It should have been fretless. I wonder if the <laughs> um, Stradivarius violins used Are Bosnian. Fretted, yeah. No, no, used Bosnian <laughs> uh, maple for the for the neck because mm. that is not something that I've heard of guitars being made of before. So I wonder if that, no, again, is another kind of heritage thing. Another authentic yeah. nod. Mm. Yeah, perhaps. The varnish on the body is violin varnish as well, hand oh, hand polished, oh, really? which 
which really is st- I mean yeah they've 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 really kind of gone the gone the whole way with this and no skunk stripe on the back of the neck I've noticed as well right um, that's right I mean the most have put- Joe you have you haven't talked about the most yeah. important part yet yeah I, go on you do it so <laughs> This guitar has got an interchangeable bridge. Yeah, um, I knew you were going to say oh, this. Oh, it looks so good. So, so the, the guitar's got an interchangeable bridge. I don't know what that is that's on there. It looks like brass or something. The uh, It does. It reminds me of the Tunatone drop-in bridges. Right, okay. I wonder if it's brass. I'm not sure. But um, it comes with uh, a number of uh, alternate bridges that you can use. I assume it's like rosewood, mahogany and ebony. Um, I, I, I really don't know what is used on a violin, but I assume that's what's in there. And they come in their own custom-made uh mini violin case which is just one of the most adorable just, things that i've ever seen i couldn't believe my eyes looking at that just looking, Look sorry, how looking good through that the looks. images now and it's, it's like it. it's lined it. with like snooker table felt that's what it looks like and uh oh. and you got a couple of picks in there as well i mean the whole thing the whole thing just looks amazing really yeah, really yeah, amazing i mean cool. obviously the custom shop never ceases to the fender custom shop never ceases to amaze but um the work that Yuri Shishkov does is just sometimes it's just like because you, you, you I'm sure there are people at home thinking like wait they're making a Telecaster that looks like a violin that sounds awful and that's what I would be thinking in my head but actually it looks mm. unbelievable it looks amazing yeah it, yeah it, it's it a beautiful looking guitar yeah. given yeah. given the homage that it's it's paying which is to an entirely different instrument i think they've succeeded in making still a stunning guitar that looks like a guitar and you know is going to sound amazing as as a guitar as well yeah it's 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 very cool very cool three um passive piezo pickups inside great that's what i want that's all it should have three passive piezo pickups and it should be fretless but they have put two tv jones Thunderblades in it as well. So, I'm not behind the pickups and the frets. I just want piezos and I want it to be fretless. Um, if you know, this is a perfect place. If you're going to put a pickup in it, should have put the pickup that's in the Ed O'Brien so you can play it like a violin. Uh, the uh, oh, Fernandez, <laughs> yeah. the Fernandez sustainer. It's probably taking it a bit too far. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, really cool. And I didn't know the story of the violin as well. They put that on the Fender Custom Shop. Um, page as well so it was uh um the the it was owned by british violinist george alfred gibson and uh the subsequent owner polish violinist uh bronzilau huberman i can't do his first name i'm afraid uh for whom the instrument was stolen twice first in 1919 in vienna and it was recovered and again in 1936 in new york um, when it was taken from his dressing room during a performance, and he never saw that violin again, it's but amazing, it was recovered it? in 1985. And this is the best oh, bit. This is astonishing. Because the thief on his deathbed admitted that he'd stolen it and used shoe polish to disguise the instrument for 50 years because he was also a violinist. <laughs> what a punk. That is truly, <laughs> truly, truly bonkers. I, I just I just had a quick read of the Wikipedia page about it. And uh, yeah, it. Th- they don't conf- the wikipedia says it was possibly stolen by a musician called julian 
Altman who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I feel like he should, considering he's, you know, Nick this, yeah. possibly Nick this violin. Um, and then, yeah, had it for 50 years. And it looks like he just confessed to his wife. So, like, imagine, imagine that. Like, you know, she's going through all this grief. And then he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, you know that violin that I said that I bought for 100 quid f- 50 years ago? Yeah. Actually, um, <laughs> it's the most famous violin of all time. So, do you want to, you should sell it. You should sell it. Uh, really amazing. Really, really amazing. And uh, and she got a finder's fee, 250 grand. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, oh, that's uh, and <laughs> that, turn uh, up for the box. Yeah, totally. So, I don't know how much these, um, uh, these Yuri Shishkov telecasters are going to be. But no, the, I, I um, according to the uh, Wikipedia page of the the the, the, the Stradivarius, the, the violin that it's based on, that violin is has been valued at fourteen million dollars. So oh, really? I so, mean, yeah. you know, anything less than I don't know one and a half million quid, and sounds like you're getting a bargain if you ask me. You know. <laughs> yes yes exactly well yeah what a cool guitar dear listener go check it out if you haven't seen it already it looks fantastic i'm i'm sure it will be you know obstructively expensive considering the woods that it's made from and the limited quantity quantity with which it's being made and also because you know it's a master built yuri shiskov yeah but a very a very cool thing for you know a handful of players who are are looking for something very very cool very different and with an excellent story uh, a great guitar now speaking of building guitars uh, the three of us should all head over to KiesleGuitars.com, which is exactly where you should go, dear listener, as well, because Kiesel have introduced their own um, custom builder uh, to their website. Oh, this is always good so- for a... Uh- for some for some guitar nerds uh oh. content always good when we build a guitar that people just have to listen to <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's it i'm going to talk about the builder so you guys can kind of why don't you build, build along with joe whilst i'm talking you well you guys you two build okay. and then you know i'm going to tell people about about the things you can do and then we'll see what you know you guys can tell me what you've built at okay. the end and we'll post them in the uh, in the facebook group but Yes. Okay. So, dear listener, it's it's a pretty good builder. I thoroughly recommend getting involved in. Now, Kiesel have made some really cool custom shops for a long time. Their builder used to be pretty rudimentary. It was good in that you could like you could select from lots of drop downs, but there was no three D element. You couldn't see what you were choosing. So it was fun to sort of price them up. And of course, Kiesel, a lot of the time, are extremely affordable custom shop guitars. This builder has changed all of that quite a bit. I, I don't know if it's in early stages or, or what the dealio is, but it's a touch more limited maybe than their custom shops used to be. One of the great things about their sort of almost drop-down menu custom shop it was was that it was so, so comprehensive, a little bit more limited. For example, I couldn't work out how to put a scratch plate on anything. Oh, no. Uh, on, on this one, which... Uh, but, but that's it. This is the thing about Kiesel. Kiesel are... I can't say a modern brand because they aren't. They're like a metal band for the 80s. That seems to be what this what this builder is capable of because a little limited when it comes to pickup options. It looked like you could only really select a double humbucker uh, or three strap pickups or an HSS. Um, you know that could have been the body shape I was building on, but I think those were the limitations there. And you know things like what says um, 
what says 80s metal more than the fact that you're designing these weird modern looking guitars and then your strings choices are nines or tens you know yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, you know who's, who plays nines anymore but uh but you know it's I'm, I'm certainly not knocking it i've had an awful lot of fun because some of the cool things that keys will do are, are things like their inlays you know you can have bright pink block inlays for example which is a lot of fun they do some fantastic finishes bursts were a little difficult to sort of sort out and organize you almost have to choose the edging over the color and it's not entirely obvious where it is but they do some fantastic colors including a lovely sort of glitter burgundy mist finish that i was a a big fan of body options wise that's probably one of the most comprehensive parts of uh of the entire range you can choose from a standard or artist signature model there's also acoustics in there which i didn't mm. delve into no bases bases are coming soon they say but there's an awful lot of of models that you can choose from i use their solo which gives you a base pr- price of like uh, 1250 us dollars that's kind of their t style guitar but unlike i guess maybe some of the other custom shops that you see online i couldn't get rid of the bevels like you know there's yeah it's a mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a telly style guitar, but it does an arm contour and that's just how they do it. And that's fine. Like this is a, this is very much a halfway house custom shop, but you know, when you're doing uh Balaguer, for example, you can make everything a, a flat top and add binding if you want, uh, which, you know, uh, I always think look, looks cooler. Slab bodies for the win. Um, but this is a, this is, this I think is quite a different marketplace to the, the traditional, certainly what me or, or Jay would probably end up building, um, on the, on the custom shop. Although they do have quite a nice sort of semi hollow, big carved top sort of ES 175E sort of style thing. Scale length options, multi scale options. Uh, I could even pop an Evertune bridge on there that I was quite happy with. Um, headstock options were quite limited only sort of like I think two different headstocks slightly different shapes straight or reversed but um, all in all I had an awful well yeah but I think it's worth just before you delve into that I think and I realise that this isn't the point of of what Keys are doing but you know I I want the option to add a headstock because so many of their guitars are headless and there's a couple of like cool shapes which Oh, I oh, see. Which are only right. headless. Which are only headless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the right, only... Right, right. I mean, there's, you know, there's still other stuff there. Like I was looking at the Vanquish, which is cool. looks like a... feels to me it's got like Parker Fly vibes, mm-hmm. um, which uh-huh. I don't think I've uh-huh. ever... I don't think I've ever seen one of these in, in real life. But yeah, what I wanted was... Um, uh, which one was the one that was, uh, yeah, like a light speed or a Type X with a, with a headstock. But, um, but that's fine, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the Vanquish is The Vanquish is good enough for me. I really liked the Leia, 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 yeah. which is kind of like a headless mini telly um, with loads of like almost German carving going on on the body. I was a big fan of that. That was a lot of fun. But when you get to the headless stuff, you get you get extra limitations on the pickups as well, which was a, oh, was a shame. I think you can only do double humbucker in those. And mm. like out of those options, if I've got to pick HSS, double humbucker or strat, single coils i'll do the strat single coils just so that i can have the bridge loaded up with something really brittle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um but yeah i you know (coughs) great value for money and of course like here we are you know i've designed here my design dear listener is i've got um uh i've gone for a solo um i've 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 done a 
yeah, a solo with their T-style guitar in burgundy mist with a matching headstock with a rosewood board with pink um, uh, block inlays and three single coil strap pickups in green. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and you know, all of that comes to like $1,939. And they, they even give me the option to put down a deposit right now for $388. Ooh, that, oh, that's actually quite good. There's a little add to cart button here. I could do that. Uh, <laughs> this, this is really not a bad option. We, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Anyway, I thought it was great and a reasonably priced guitar. What did you guys come up with? Naomi, what did you end up with? I also went for a solo. Um, I thought the the body shapes are beautiful, but I found, yeah, I found myself going a little bit traditional in the end. Um, I went for, I think the finish is called Tropic. It's like a sort of a, turquoisey sea foamy type affair um on the body wood i went for mahogany um i thought the wood options were really nice i did at first play with a top wood um and then decided a bright garish finish was more more my vibe for this yes Um, along with (laughs) along with what i then chose in the neck option so as you were talking about inlays um, I saw one that always makes me weak at the knees, which is abalone as an option, um, um, along with large well. block inlays. <laughs> so <laughs> absolutely blinged it up. Um, That's it. You just end up making things as garish as you possibly can. That's what everyone does with these builders. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd not been on um, on a builder for for a while, and I do I do quite like um, I do quite like how they've put this one together. I agree on the. Um, I agree on the headstock point, though. I wish there was just a little bit more to play with uh, outside of just um, essentially the headstock being reversed uh, to yeah. your preference. Yeah. Because it is, it is. I, I think particularly with, you know, a sort of classic body shape being played with with the solo, I feel like the the sort of pointed headstock is a little, a little... Um, a little left field for maybe some players yeah. perhaps maybe well yeah especially if you're looking at like things like their semi-hollow carved top i would love to have put something a bit more traditional exactly on, on that yeah exactly um i went for three single coils uh strap config and i went for um i went for lithium single coil um Ooh. in those yeah i i mean i, I can't claim to know um <laughs> much about Kiesel's <laughs> pickup model options. Uh, but yeah, in my in my hypothetical build, um, that was what I went for. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool indeed. Jay Cross, what did you end up with? Uh, oh, uh, wait, Naomi, how much did yours cost? Oh, sure. Um, so mine was, I'd actually not gotten to hardware and knobs yet. Yeah. No, it, it does. Oh, right, right. Yeah. It does. Oh, yeah. Sorry, just adding my final metal knobs with abalone inlays to match my abalone <laughs> block inlays on the neck. Cool. Yeah. Of course. And what did we want to change the knot? Oh, a black graph tech tusk. Yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, coming out at a at a great budget for me. At uh, one five eight nine was where we ended. Wow. Up. Yeah. Reasonable. Wow. Super really reasonable. decent. Very reasonable. Yeah. What's the deposit? Uh, Three eighteen. Oh, very good. Yeah. Do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? 
please. Jake Cross, what did you end up with? Uh, so I went with the, um, ba, 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 what was it? I said it was called the Vanquish, I think. Let me bear with yeah, me. Yeah, the Vanquish is that, cool. Yeah. It's kind of a, a bit of a sort of, a, I don't know, like a, a bit sucked sweetie, as we would call it. Yeah, it's just a little bit different. I think it's, uh, yeah. yeah, the Vanquish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has a bit of a Rickenbacker vibe to it almost. Yeah, um, I guess so, yeah. But, yeah, so I went with that, which now the only problem with that is it's neck through, which isn't really my bag. I would rather have a a, uh, a Michael, but um, that is, that's fine. Um, and obviously I went with pink. It's pink flame maple, um, which again, I would, <laughs> I, would oh, do yeah. away, wow. I would I would do away with if I could and just have the, the flat pink because I think it looks, it's, it's a really nice kind of like, it's quite a hot pink, um, but that is really nice. With that, I've gone um, the reverse headstock, which I think looks really cool. Um, black hardware. Two by four is that? You get two by four. No, uh, no, the it's the right? six no? in a line, but six oh, underside, right, okay. on the underside. Oh, so. lovely, lovely. Uh, and then, yeah, two humbuckers, uh, which is all you can do when you select the vanquish um and uh i've gone uh black and cream zebra with that i think that looks really good um oh nice it only gives you the option of a single volume control which is correct as far as i'm concerned um and three-way selector switch and uh offset dots i did ebony board which is uh you know a little bit of an expense but looks looks nice and um yeah that came out at just over two grand 20 well just under 2100 so 2079 yes it's cool it's oh, fun wow. i've done one of these for ages i'm gonna have another go at this yeah. later because that is oh yeah that it is, is very good. cool very very cool it, it does say Dangerous, i said though. i said it yeah yeah that's it especially when they give you options to you know put it straight in the cart with the deposit <laughs> and everything <laughs> but uh it's <laughs> um but I, I i said oh i don't know if they're you know if they're working on this or changing on it i could have just looked at the top of the page where it literally says that oh it's, it's a, beta. a beta yeah 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 so so you know so i'm sure all these things will be ironed out yeah um as you know i i'm sure the traffic that keys will have on their website has sort of increased tenfold by the the addition of a 3d builder it's it's every guitar nerd's favorite thing to do yeah so, totally yeah. yes yes I, I will be looking forward to seeing what, uh, yeah, what comes of that. But that is, we, we've actually got to the end, everyone. That's uh, that's all the time we've got for this week's um, Guitar ner- Nerds podcast. Oh, I hardly got through any of my massive list of stuff that I shoved on this week's episode. Classic, that, classic well? Joe Branton, just like, I'm going to write an essay about what we're going to do in the podcast. Oh, no, we've only got an hour. What have I done? <laughs> I spent like two hours like researching stuff for this week and I've talked about none of it. All, but don't did, just, worry. All Joe ever does is like he sends us this huge document just like, oh, guys, yeah, I thought we'd talk about this in the introduction. Then we've got these 15 pieces of news. We need to have a quick catch up, of course and oh, i was gonna do brand of the week oh i also need to talk about plugging oh i need to do this and it's like like generally me and matty come in and we just go right we're not talking about that not talking about that what's that you spent two days researching that sounds rubbish mate delete that and uh and and then we just <laughs> is, we just you know talk about running and that's the end of the podcast so that is that is pretty much it well you know we are going to get through some of the things because actually myself naomi and jd is going to be joining us uh over on the patreon episode and and you can join us dear listener you can become a patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month uh, at the dollar tier you get this episode ad free and early every week five dollars gets you access to the patreon special episode and our back catalog ten dollars gets you the lot 
Plus, I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.